I was just thinking about how when we first started this podcast, it was winter time, and we were like totally stir crazy in the beginning of this podcast because it was winter in Cleveland. Oh yeah, and I feel like when we come up to that point again, it's going to be quite entertaining because it gets to be a little bit stress. I am going to have to here. trade my Skechers for my Uggs pretty soon. <laughs> you know, and that's a rough time as a thirty-eight-year-old male. <laughs> I need to get new winter boots this year because mine are dead. I've had them for like five years. I don't know. It's hard because like you get the ones that are like fake suede. What the heck is the point of that? Suede is not waterproof. That's Hmm. stupid. Why? Yeah. Like why make snow boots out of suede? Well, do you want to get like some Paddington Bear ones or what? I don't know. I want to get something that's a little bit more... Uh, you know, non-porous. Okay. I don't know. A non-animal material. It can be leather. Okay. But it's got to be insulated because when you get the leather boots, like, they're not, they're not warm at all. Yeah. They're freezing. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I might have to shop in the men's section. Thinsulate and Scotchgard. Yeah, those things don't really work. You should go to like some mountain man store. I was thinking about going to the sporting goods store and getting something yeah. and just seriously buying men's shoes because my feet are big enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And the women's boots are always so sissy. They never have any function to them. They're always just like, we look like fake knockoff Ugg boots, but we don't really stay dry. Even if you spray us, it doesn't work. That spray stuff is a scam. Oh, totally. It does not do anything. Yeah. It doesn't even work the first time you use it. I mean, you could step in a puddle and it leaks through your shoe immediately. Yeah. That stuff is bullcrap. And crap. it's difficult to apply because you you can end up with splotches. It mm-hmm. looks like you just... It's just all Here, let negative. me get a spray can of ruin my boots. Yes. Yeah. And smell up the house. Mm-hmm. Or when I was in my apartment, I used to do it out in the hallway, and the hallway would smell like Sharpies. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even get a good high off that stuff anymore. I don't even know, man. Yeah. It is aerosol. Isn't that supposed to be, like, what the kids are doing these days? Theoretically. I, I mean, you go, you go and uh, try to buy, like, compressed air at the store, and it's a controlled substance now. Oh, yeah. What the heck? Really? Like, when you, the, the dusters? Yeah. People can get high off that? Yeah. Why? Isn't it just, like... What is what kind of air is it? Well, what is it, it is like is that? is you huff the propellant. Oh, so you you let all the air out. Oh, but it's it's the propellant. Gotcha. Uh, what kind gas. of like what is it like a certain type of of um like gas in there? Or I mean, I haven't like... watched Breaking Bad, so I don't know exactly yeah, what the process is. <laughs> Wait, did they but... use that to make meth? <laughs> I don't even. Know. I don't think they use that. They no, I'm, use, I'm just wondering. They use my Claritin. Is it just they use like my allergy pills? Oh yeah, Sudafed. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it just like like carbon dioxide or or what is it? I wonder it's, what it is. I don't. Yeah, I, that's a good question. I don't know. It's it's some kind of gas that'll that'll get you high. But what they do now is is they add these, um, I guess flavoring you could call it. Ew. To make it smell and taste uh, so horrible that you'll probably barf from inhaling it before you'll be able to get high from doing it. Because it go next time you go and buy some canned air, pay attention to how bad it smells. I'm still using the canned air that I had from like to. 
seven years ago. Well, that'd be some good huffing stuff. That's got some good street value. <laughs> it just. <laughs> I'd go down to the bus stop right now and sell some of that, and then buy new. It lasts forever. I I never have run oh, out. Not of for me. I guess I don't use it enough. I had to I had to cut off my my compressed air use. I used to have to use it on my my compact laptop because it had all these little tiny like nooks and crannies mm. and it was like get, gathering dust like crazy. Yeah. Whereas I don't know, I guess I could probably dust out my MacBook a little bit, but Do you ever vacuum your computer? No. You know what I really need to do? What is the best way to clean a keyboard, a Mac, a white keyboard? So what you want to do... Because it's got fingerprints on it. Right. Uh, I use these lens wipes. You can buy them at Walmart or Sam's Club is, is where I've seen them. I mean, I have them for my glasses, but the ones that yeah. are just cloth, the Zeiss, are they wet? They're the Zeiss lens wipes. They're wet? Yes, they're, white, they're wet, prepackaged. Oh. It's like $2 or $3 for a box of 50 Okay. And I use those to clean... My computer keyboard, and they work great. Do you use it for the screen, too? Yes. Okay. And they leave no... Streakage. Streakage and no lint. Okay. So highly recommend those. What's the brand name? Zeiss. Zeiss. Z-E-I-S-S. This is not a sponsor, but it could be. Not a sponsor. If you're from Zeiss. (laughs) If Zeiss, here's the thing. We are recording episode 32 of Nerd Novice right now. Oh, yeah. I'm Jim Metzendorf. I'm Megan Paletti. And if you can hear this magically while we record it and would like to officially sponsor us. <laughs> we're looking to monetize. For this episode. <laughs> we are looking. We're very much interested in monetizing our our yeah. weekly banter of all things. There's no shame. Ain't no novicefully shame. nerdy. Yes. Ain't no shame. Ain't no shame in a sponsor read. No. Heck no. Heck no. No. Unless it's for, like, North Korea. You know, well, <laughs> depends on what they have to say. I would not sponsor them. Anyway. Well, they're sponsoring you. I wouldn't sponsor them, but if, you know. I mean, I, mean, I, I you're right. I guess they. I would not allow them to sponsor me. I have standards. Okay. Jim. What yeah. about South Korea? See, they'd be fine. Sure. Like the Kia car company? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Call us up. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a friend from South Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good For place. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, North Korea is off limits. So I- no Nigerian scam. Right. No North Korea. Yeah. That's but that's about There's there's a few political issues. No that, Cuba. No yeah. no Cuba. Let's just say no you know what, let's not get into the get get it. I would sponsor I mean I would let Cuba if it was if we're talking about Cuba culture. Oh, sure. Cuban culture oh, and, and musical. The culture is wonderful. I would be, if it was like the tourism of Cuba, Yeah, I would be interested, but I would also realize that it would probably help sponsor things that I don't necessarily want okay. to be a part of. That's fine. Well, it's all fantasy anyway, because we ain't making a dime doing yeah, this true. damn episode. Dagnabbit. You know, which is a travesty considering It's that- a brilliant Listenership is at an all-time high of the show, mm-hmm. and we're in in the depths, the bowels, as it were, <laughs> of Jostoberfest. We are in the bowels of yes. Jostoberfest. It's <laughs> 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 true. Yeah, we are about to to. Uh, we're gonna. We're all getting up adventure. in that fire. <laughs> in that firefly. We're going to see how it glows, Megan. 
Gonna see how that mofo we glows. Are gonna explore yes. the expanded universe of the bowels of Joss Toberfest. <laughs> I've been to say that joke twice because it was funny enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you if you want to jump on the train, feel free. Yeah. Hashtag nerdfly. We've got some room. We're gonna keep it going. There's still still some room on that hashtag. Yeah. There's room yeah. on the train. Jump yep. on it. Yeah. Yes. So we got to talk about this show a little bit more. We had a good overview last week. We did. We talked a lot about the characters and the uh, we compared it to other Whedon-y things, empires, if you will. And we sort of talked about, um, you know, what's the best Joss Whedon? What, what was our question that we asked ourselves between... Buffy the the and phrase Tur- I used was, what is his magnum opus? Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And we were kind of like comparing it between Buffy and Firefly, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Those were the two like major contenders. So if you're interested in how we discuss that, you can look back at our last episode. Yeah. But um, I think today we're kind of looking into talking more about content of the show, a little bit more about the plot. Yeah. Adventure times exactly. of it. Not adventure time. Which right. is, I've recently need to start watching more of that. But mm-hmm. um, we could do an episode of Adventure Time. That would be a good excuse to watch. Actually, it. Megan number two definitely wants to do that with us. We're on. So if we do an Adventure Time episode, yep. she is going to be included. Yeah, we need to get her in on mm-hmm. on some episodes. Mm-hmm. So hi, Megan number two. She's she's around. Yeah, she's out there. So anyway, um, so yeah, last last week we kind of told you guys to to watch the first half of the show which is only one season long actually really kind of like a half season um so it ended up being seven episodes last week and this week it'll be another seven episodes but i think technically we're really just going to talk about all of it today because last week we didn't really talk about specifically the episodes um so so uh yeah what do you want to start off the discussion with well let's just kind of look at at the the early part of the season where we're seeing them on on their initial initial adventures and we're getting we're getting that backstory of of them along the way although we get we get backstory on the characters throughout the entire run yeah there's a of lot the of like flashback every episodes. episode has something new to to learn and discover about about the characters yeah um I, th- I think um, maybe more specifically what I what I mean is in the early episodes is is when we're learning about the Firefly universe. And there were a couple of things that we mentioned towards the, the very end of last week that I think we might as well just kind of start talking about those now so we don't forget again, okay. which are – well, the, fir- the first thing is – the 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 language oh right a mm-hmm. firefly the weedy language yeah yeah so there's lots of really good we'll talk about that for uh, sure uh, lots of really good slang yeah and the 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 use of uh, Chinese interspersed with English and no translations which is really really cool it's just kind of like part of their language now 
Right. It's you know, which is really interesting. I mean, that was a that was it's supposed to be set five hundred years in the future. So we're talking about uh one of the biggest economic countries in the world right now. Uh in five hundred years is gonna be kind of like intertwined with the uh base language, I guess, you know, like the basic English language is kind of intertwined with Chinese, which is, if you were to choose another country, that would probably be the one that you would choose for right. which country becomes a staple part of the the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. It totally makes sense in terms of population and, mm-hmm. and growth and, and all of that stuff. So, I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to just like, we don't necessarily have to hit it one episode at a time necessarily right. and like go through one by one. No, I don't but, think we should. Uh, I well, don't know. What What are your, go ahead. Well, the one thing I was going to say, what else were we saying at the end of that, uh, at the end of last episode? I know we were going to talk about music today, right? Yeah. That was another thing. Right. Do you know what else that we were talking about? I think those were the, that was the two big things. and music. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's just log that away, okay. you know, so we can talk about it, I guess. I don't know. We could go into it now if you want. Um, But one thing I love about this show is that is the music. And I think um, it's got like a really great mixture of like Western and fantasy to it. Yeah. It's super cool. And I love the orchestration of it with like, you know, there's like the banjo and like other like country type instruments interspersed with like a score of string players and whatnot. It's cool. Yeah. It's really neat that they have that. Um I don't know. I think I love the fact that the main title is a song with words. Right. Super cool. That's really rare for a sci fi yeah. series. Of course they they did that with Star Trek Enterprise. Oh okay. Which I don't think you've you've no, seen any no. episodes of that. But there's a theme song for that. Mm-hmm which part of the reason they did that is when they came out with 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 Enterprise the show I don't know why I'm getting into the side tangent but it's okay um, everything relates to Star Trek yeah it kind of does they wanted Enterprise to be kind of distanced from distanced from all of the other Star Trek mm-hmm. and so they thought by having a theme song mm-hmm. with Vocals and everything would would separate it from uh, from the rest of Star Trek, and the part of that idea was to make a series that would appeal to people who might not otherwise be science fiction fans. Yeah, and I to to bring this back to Firefly, I think the point here would be Firefly is very much not. A science fiction show. It's an everyman's show. I yes, mean, it's it really anybody is. can can enjoy it. Yeah, I think I was going to ask you this question: What do you think a theme song with words tells a viewer over, uh, like a beautifully orchestrated instrumental theme song? It tells a story in a more explicit way. Mm-hmm. When think of it this way: When you hear a beautifully orchestrated instrumental ballad. That becomes a love song about 
whatever it is that you want it to be a love song about, whether it's a love song about a relationship you're in or one you aspire to have or whatever, it, it elicits something a little bit different for everyone. So there's an imagination aspect. To right, it. right. But whereas something with vocals helps oftentimes can help tell a story about a specific set of characters or a specific circumstance. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, that's not to say that a vocal song can't have a personal meaning to someone, even though it's about someone or something else. Mm -hmm. But it helps. I feel it helps set the stage for what something is. Mm -hmm. And you can listen to that song and go, okay, well, that's that's the vibe that they're going for mm -hmm. in this show. Yeah. I would definitely say the same thing. And I think, I don't want this to sound condescending, but I think that it's more approachable for, mm -hmm. for every average person. That's not condescending. It's the truth. Yeah, because I think some people are intimidated by trying to interpret an instrumental or... Um, something a little bit more involved like that, right. where and and it's just it's just so far removed from what people are used to listening to. Yeah, I mean, if somebody, if like regular dude saw the opening to Star Trek: Next Generation, they might just assume it was going to be like not above their heads, but it would be like too serious for them. They wouldn't want to bother with it because it would be like. Not intimidate. Well, I guess intimidating in a way, but it would be like you would see it and you would go, oh, this is like something that I don't really feel like digesting right now. Right. You know, but yeah. with this with this opening, um, it's more inviting. It feels it's more, more inviting. Yeah, it's more accessible. You see the characters faces throughout the this title sequence and like you hear the story and there's also that like little narrative that comes up. I forget if it's at the very beginning or if it's at. Like it's like a cold opening. I forget how they do it, but it's with the shepherd, and he kind of says like, you know, at this time we've Earth has been used up, and like we found another universe with different planets. Like he has that little right. short narrative, so like anybody could be like, oh, okay, well, this is what it's about. And I think they're more sucked in by the title sequence because it's like I don't know, it just seems like a cool show. Like it doesn't seem like anything. Uh pretentious or whatever it just kind of seems like a sweet show to watch that anybody can relate to right i think yeah yeah and and, and what you said before about it, it being a show for everyone is is so true if you think about it we've had this conversation with star wars and star trek before mm -hmm. um in firefly the technology, the science part is like I'm, – I'm holding out my fingers yeah. really close together. Yeah. It's like a teeny part it's not of even, what the show is. It's just like – It's just there. Yeah. It's like background story. Yeah. It's not really involved. Right. Yeah. The, the fact that they have like faster than light travel or whatever mm -hmm. is just simply this um, vehicle – pun intended 
to to help them just get from one and place to the next. The story. It's and, really yeah. no different yeah. than having a really fast boat. Yeah, right. And they don't ever really talk about it. It's right. not like, yeah. I I think. Um, I mean, for the most part, there is some some technology that's advanced, more advanced than what we have now. But a lot of the stuff is like pretty similar to the way it is now. I mean, even maybe below the technology we have now, you know? Right. And like, I mean, the doctor is doing the same type of work that a doctor today would be doing. It's not like Dr. Crusher is like, you know, scanning somebody with some like, like, telepathic scanner thingy right that like you know does a holographic image for them like yeah. it's not even that far it's you're not tran- he's doing you're not surgery transporting a bullet some out of somebody's body yeah he's doing surgery to remove a bullet from somebody's body and yeah. it's the same type of surgery that would be happening now so yeah. no definitely i mean there's a little bit more medical technology like we see where river is in that cargo case and like she's kind of stabilized and like you know in sleep mode, you know, right. like she's, yeah. she's in like a hyperstasis kind of mode. And, um, that's like obviously more advanced than what we have now, but, but a lot of the medical technology is the same and, you know, they still are using similar, it's like the serenity. It's just like serenity is like a giant, like military jet. Right. But it goes in space. Well, it's, <laughs> Yeah. It's basically yeah. <laughs> what it is. No, that's a that's a good point, and I think along those along those same lines, what's interesting is again a Star Trek comparison. Star Trek is roughly three hundred years into the future. This is about five hundred years into the future, and Serenity is Firefly, rather. Excuse me, is is not as technically advanced Mm -hmm. as Star Trek is. And it's kind of refreshing in a way because it's, even though faster than light travel is beyond what we believe to be true in science, it still feels more, Firefly seems more in the realm of possibility. Yeah. The the ratio of like, I think the transition between now and 500 years from now seems pretty realistic in Firefly. Yeah. It's like when you had to have shows in the 80s or the 70s or 60s, like Jetsons, where it was set in 2000, you know, 30 years later, and the entire world is completely different. I mean, right. that's not logical. Nothing would transform that fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think what you're saying with Star Trek is like 300 years from now, I don't really think we would have that amount of technology. I mean, that's only two generations or three generations from now. You know, like if we're counting from 2000 and going up or if we're counting from whenever next generation started uh, from that point, counting up 300 years. I mean, it's not really that far away. I mean, it is, but I don't think our technology would have advanced that much by then. Right. There's like holographs and like like we were talking about, you know with the little scanners and the talking ship and everything like and it's just you know artificial life yeah maybe will happen yeah. in 300 years mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i don't know and and the other thing too with with firefly is it's it's depicting a world where you have you have all of these outlying colonies and settlements 
and the standard of living is not particularly good on most of those worlds. Yeah. They they really nail the whole frontier town. It's definitely frontierism. Yeah, it's definitely. I was gonna I was gonna kind of suggest that too. Is that like, um, we're the Earth has been used up, and we are finding another universe and settling on different planets. To me, that means we had to leave. Right. Which because means we, we couldn't bring up. everything with us. Right. And so the so the the standard of living does have to go down a little bit by the time we get there because it's like Battlestar Galactica where they're all living, you know, trying to find a new place to settle. Who knows how long that would have taken to find, you know, could have been a long time in space trying to find another universe or whatever. And and obviously the technology would kind of take a downgrade. I think at that point and also how the whole like alliance was trying to take over and sometimes they would just dump people on planets with like a couple blankets and maybe some livestock and they wouldn't really give them anything more than that. That was like kind of implied in one of the episodes. Um, I think for sure, like the standard of living in Firefly is vastly different between planets and it's definitely below some places today. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, it's like, I don't know, going back to basics a little bit. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool how they were able to take the spirit of a Western, which is frontierism, and turn it into this like space Western thing. Yeah. Because space is the final frontier. And it's like, you know, it's cool to have that same, the same staple of that genre existing in a different version of that genre. Yeah. yeah. And and along those same lines, Star Trek was originally pitched as the wagon train to the stars. Yeah. And it was it was the idea behind it was that western and space sort of thing and Firefly took that concept and a little bit more literally, yeah, actually, yeah, and it's it's a setting that I think has a lot of appeal it's it's more inviting and it's more interesting than the completely sterile utopian environment, which yeah. uh, and to be clear, I'm not saying that that is necessarily what Star Trek is. No, Star Trek. Star Trek is not mixture. is not sterile. No, um, Star Trek has that discovery aspect to it. Yeah, it it what it what Star Trek is is a group of people who have more or less developed that developed their society, and then they go out and explore and find the places where not so much. Yeah, yeah. But with Firefly, it's like the travelers aren't perfect. Right. And they're going to places that are seriously also not perfect. Yeah. It's also more like it's more to me. I think it's a lot more interesting to think about um, like a realistic progression of time than like this utopian idea of like really sterile space living because if we were to start exploring space, it would be like exploring the frontier. Right. And right. it's a lot more interesting to follow that storyline than to get into the whole like 
we're already there and established and like, you know, now we're going to ruin this planet again <laughs> instead of the other one, you right. know? Yeah. But I think it's cool to have that discovery part to it. It's, it's cool. I like, I like that it feels like it could happen. Yeah. It feels like it could happen in 500 years. Definitely. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. And for all of its flaws, it's somewhere that you'd want to live. I'd live in the Firefly universe. I would too. Yeah. We talked about that with other series yeah. before. Yeah. I would too. For sure. Um, I don't know if I would want to live on a ship. Be a little bit too confining. Yeah. But I would. Live. I'd want to have one. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be stuck on a planet. No. I would live on a planet, but I would want to have means of transportation. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would be. I mean, it's not like, it's not like corrupt like Battlestar Galactica is. There's some stability there. Right. You know. I yeah. mean, the alliance is like controlling. It's like a big giant government, but I think probably the every. The everyday Joe guy is probably living a pretty okay life in Firefly. Right. Wouldn't you think? It yeah. I mean, certainly compared to to Battlestar. Yeah. Everyday Joe and Battlestar hates his life. Right. It's terrible. You're constantly under threat of you're gonna get killed by the Cylons. Yeah. So in Firefly, the difference being you're either living kind of a rough life and getting by out in the frontier or you have you have a, a decent life under the watchful eye of an oppressive, arguably fascist yeah. government. Yeah. But the quality of life in there is it's okay. Like mm-hmm. you're except for like the Reavers which if we'll you're not talk hanging out about in space them. all the time, yeah, I think you're all right. Because they don't really yeah. land, do they? No, no, no. Well, just, once in a while, they just hang out in yeah. space. But it, I guess what I'm getting at is like you're in Firefly. You're not worried like every single day. Am I going to go out and do my thing and die? Yeah, exactly. It's livable. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Which is a step up from Cleveland. I think so. Yeah, yeah, no. Keep always getting worried that you're going to get killed by some freak weather storm right. of some kind. Yeah. Last night we got a lot of rain and it was really windy. And I still have my air conditioning unit in the window. It's October 16th and I still have my air conditioning unit in the window because I don't know if tomorrow's going to be 85. It could be. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because that's Cleveland for you. 85 or a monsoon. You never know. It could be either or. It could also snow tomorrow. It right. has snowed in October many times. So I'm just a little not sure if I should take my air conditioning unit out or not. It's a little weird here, people. Kind of weird. I'm trying to think maybe I should just wait till like November 1st and do it in November. Because that's kind mm. of pretty safe bet that it's yeah. not going to be above 80. Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, look at it this way. It's going to be a lot easier to just take it out when you know you need to rather than to take it in take it out and then have to put it back in or like just sweat really bad one night yeah yeah nobody wants that nobody wants that think of the think of the puppy i know that's you gotta do it for petunia i know i know i'm doing it yeah petunia's living a thug life yeah i'll bet she got a big cut right under her eye yeah 
She is at war, people. At war with the fence in the backyard. No, she's at war with the squirrel. The fence was just a mere... It was an obstacle. Hmm. She was at war with the squirrel, who I wish partially that she would catch and kill, but I also don't because I don't want to clean up the mess. But that damn squirrel has been digging up my yard. Like, the other day there was like a four by four foot area that was just completely unearthed. Like... The grass, luckily, was still intact so that I could flip it back and pat it in Mm -hmm. because it was still in, like, big chunks. And so, luckily, it didn't shred the grass roots up and everything, but it was, it was, it just lifted the grass and moved it. Like, it is digging up my yard trying to bury its stupid little nuts. It's driving me crazy. Doesn't it have a tree for that? Yeah, it has a tree. But it, it it saves all its little nuts for the winter, even though they never go back and get them. Yeah. They always bury them, and then they're like buried under the snow. Duh! Right? You're not gonna get that. <laughs> Hello. It's gone, buddy. Silly squirrels. So Toonie is like really mad at this thing. It has been, it's been really like in her face. I think it's taunting her. Seriously, it's mm-hmm. taunting her, and like she does this thing where she has a long twenty five foot leash, and she can run from one side of the house in the back to the other side of the house. And when she sees something threatening, she bolts back and forth, like, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And she barks and freaks out and like runs back and forth till, I don't know, it's gone. And I think she ran into something and cut her face. And like, I had to put a bandaid on her face. Those damn aggressive Cleveland squirrels. That thing is mean. Cleveland squirrels have guts. Mm hmm. They're living the thug life. They are. Yeah. Yeah. True. Anyway. Like Captain Mal and crew. Yeah, man. They're living the thug life. Thug life. Yep. So a little bit more about the plot, I guess. Um there's that one episode. I think it's actually the next one after we stopped. Yeah. Um, where it looks like the whole crew is gonna die and Mal stays with the ship to die with the ship yeah you remember that mm-hmm. um that was a pretty interesting episode i remember seeing that and being like not sure really what was going to happen <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, was, I was actually on edge there's, i mean i yeah, knew that there had to be jeopardy yeah i knew that they had to get resolved somehow but i was not sure how it was going to happen you know mm-hmm. Th- that's the kind of thing that like joss whedon is really good at it's just like you never know if like in Harry Potter, you know that Ron and Hermione are not going to die. And you know, you just know that they're not going to die. Right. They're they're the trio. Yeah. But in this in any Whedon type of thing, it's like you never know. I mean, Willow could have gotten killed. Xander could have gotten killed. You just you never know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, I was definitely concerned for characters in that episode. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's interesting because in in the series we don't lose unlike other Joss shows, we don't lose any yeah, in the series. any main characters in the series. <laughs> and <laughs> um but but I think we do get that that legitimate sense of of peril yeah. that you don't see in a lot of shows. No, it's true. Because it's like nobody's safe. It could have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I think we were kind of mentioning a little bit about how there's a lot of episodes that are like flashbacky, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Um, I like that not everything is divulged at once. It's kind of like over time you learn more and more. Right. You know? And I, th- I think it's in that in that same episode you mentioned where there's flashbacks and they're non-linear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, the flashbacks in that episode are about how he finds everyone on the crew. Right. So yeah. it's, it's cool because you kind of learn how they all came to be part of the Serenity crew. Yeah. Which is... It's like specific about one topic, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I love that episode. I think it's a good episode. You know, I wonder, it's called out of gas, by the way. Yeah. I wonder if that episode, well, I was going to say, I wonder if that episode was written in response to the fact that what was supposed to be the first episode was not aired first. And if they wanted kind of a redo or do-over of the origin story, but I guess that probably isn't the case because it's not like the first episode never got aired. It just was aired last. I I just looked it up. Oh, that's right. It was aired aired last. I never really knew that. Oh, yeah. I guess when you said that they were aired out of order, I never realized it was that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it started with, <clears throat> let's go over this. It started with the train job, which is the the one where they have that train heist. And right. it's, it's like a really cool Western type episode. I love that episode, but that is not a good first episode. No. It just kind of starts. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. just kind of there. And then um, it keeps going in order at that point. Wait, so, no, it doesn't. Nope. Whoa, it goes way out of order. Okay, so it goes episode two and three first, and then it goes to six, seven, eight, and then it goes to, wait, are we talking about episode Yeah, six, seven, and eight, and then it goes to four, five, and then nine, and then 10, 11, 12, then, well, 13. Well, no, not even, not even. Check it out. It's 10. 2003. And then 14. Oh, yeah. 10. And then 14, 1. 1. And, and 11, 11 12, 12, and 13. 13. Those never even aired on Fox. That is effed up. They put those. Those never were broadcast what? there. And they showed those like, what, six months later, whatever, on the Sci-Fi Channel. In the summertime. Yeah. And it ended in December. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, they totally screwed the This pooch. show was... was uh, it was I'm I just lost my train of thought. It got screwed. It was purposefully screwed. Yeah. Is my opinion of the matter. Yeah. Why would that be? Like what do people have against this show succeeding? It would be it would be interesting to to know like what was the motivation of, behind this? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'll bet you there's some serious uh Joss fans or you know the brown the by the way the the firefly flan fa- yeah. flans flans <laughs> flans flans that's a good dessert they're uh, very moist and mushy yeah gelatinous uh, <laughs> it's like a mushy custard tasty <laughs> jello uh, custard um i'll bet you the brown coats yeah. know a lot about yeah what the what the deal is behind why things got mishandled so 
badly. Mm-hmm. Well, have you ever watched the DVDs? I wonder if there's anything about it on the extras. I actually haven't. No, no I haven't I've either. I've uh, why well, I bought them on iTunes. That's how I saw the show for the first time. Is and it has extras, it was right? For sale? No, at the time there weren't. Oh, there okay. probably are now. If you buy it, well, it says here Firefly: The Complete Series bonus features, and there's some audio commentary. Okay. Um, and a making a Firefly featurette and all that stuff. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it would be really interesting to know why why that happened. Yeah. Why did that happen? Like, did someone just not care and they, they filmed all the episodes and then someone just was like, blah, 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 and like, yeah. put them on however they felt like it? Because this show would have been a great candidate for like a one season on Fox and then continuing on sci-fi. Right. It would have been a great candidate for that type yep. of thing where maybe it's not great for the major networks or something, but after the season's over, it continues on sci-fi. I wonder why it never did that. Like, why didn't it continue even on a, a specialized channel like that? Or like TNT or something, you know? Like, yeah. Something like that would have totally been a good place to pick it up. Well, I think probably because because it was not given a full season, that when it was canceled, it was just canceled. Like, you, you show up one day and they've changed the locks on the door, practically. <laughs> The janitor was like, yeah. "What? I don't understand." <clears throat> and and so when a know. when a show is like extra canceled, <laughs> like yeah. super canceled, there probably isn't that much of an opportunity to yeah pick it up and move it somewhere else logically. And I, I think I think if that were mm. if we were talking about today, it would be a different story. Because first of all, today if the show were to come out. It would be a huge hit. Yeah. I mean, it would be like HBO, like Game of Thrones style. It's kind of too bad that we can't pretend to the rest of the world that this show is brand new. Yeah, like, and just well, unleash it. Yeah. It never existed. It really yeah. should, though. Yeah. It was a book. Like, you should Net- make a show out of a book. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, Net- Netflix should figure out a way. It should to be a take Netflix this. original. Yeah. Well, they, they did that for Arrested Development. Do. They should promote it as a Netflix original. They should. And just act like it's brand freaking new. Well, for Arrested Development, right. they picked it up. Yeah. At yeah. like years later, right? Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing. Is Fox is a happen. bunch of jackasses. Well. And they own it. I hate their stupid, so bold, so brash, so Fox. It's like, what, really, brash? <laughs> You're going to call yourselves brash? Come on. Yeah. It makes me want to turn you off. Nobody who calls themselves brash really is brash. Is brash. Yeah. <laughs> the other here's another gymism for you for today. Okay. Any Chinese buffet that calls themselves deluxe, any buffet in general <laughs> that calls themselves deluxe is not. Yeah. Boom. Gymmed. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, I, I think the big problem with Firefly and at least we got the movie. Yeah. But I think there was a resolution there. You know, we we were talking last week about well, maybe we'll get more someday, and yeah, I'm not optimistic about that. But I think, I think, I think Firefly is in this really unfortunate purgatory of being something that Fox doesn't feel like they can make money on or make enough money on. Mm-hmm. 
Put it that way, because that's what it is. It's all about making enough money mm-hmm. to suit them. They don't feel like they can make enough money to suit them, but yet it's just too valuable to give away for pennies yeah. to somebody else who can make it work or or make it and be happy that it's making some money, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And that's that's the big problem with with network television shows with the four the four major networks mm-hmm. even today mm-hmm. is you have all of these programs that oh it only had 5 million viewers so we're going to cancel it. Yeah. And Whereas, meanwhile those 5 million people are like what the heck is my favorite show? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And on any other in any other broadcast medium like any other cable channel mm-hmm. or if it were Netflix or or whatever distribution method 5 million viewers would be like holy balls this is a huge hit yeah and i think probably it's because with like the four major networks it's all about like just churning out stuff like they just churn it out throw it out churn it out and it's just like oh that's not good toss it up oh, here's a new idea here's another one and they're just like constantly do you ever see on like whenever TV seasons are starting up again and they have those like TV guide articles and they're like, here's the 10 newest shows that are up. Check it out. These are what's predicted to be popular. Have you ever read through those articles and like seen the stupidity of current television shows that are out right now? Yeah. And like half of them, you wouldn't even know they exist because they're like these random shows that are like supposed to be these big hits. And it's like, who even knew that was even on TV? Right. You know, they just they're constantly throwing out these things. It's like recycling ideas and just like throwing out new ideas constantly instead yeah. of trying to invest in these long term ideas. Yeah. You know, they're just they're what it feels to me is like is that they're they're just saying this is going to be a huge hit. This is going to be a huge hit mm-hmm. in hopes that that sticks with people and it becomes true. Yeah, it's like this this self-fulfilling prophecy that they're tr- they're trying to will it into being a hit. Yeah. And the music industry is actually very much the same way. But I think they they follow trends. I mean, that's the point. Right. They're 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 doing things not because it's good but because it's very trendy. And like yeah. for instance, like that show New Girl that's on mm-hmm. with Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. It's like that could be I I I've seen that show and I Sometimes I'll watch it if I'm feeling like brainless fun, you know, Mm -hmm. it could be a much funnier, like friends esque show if it wasn't so trendy. Like there's stuff on that show. that's just like, like, really? No one would act like that. Really? Like this, this could be a little bit more relatable. Like you could maybe tone it down a notch and maybe last longer than a couple seasons. You know, Mm -hmm. I I could see that show lasting for maybe five seasons, but it's on its fourth, third one now. It's on its third one now. I could see it lasting a few more seasons, but it's going to die because right now in the show, um, the two of the main characters just got to be in a relationship. And it's, so it's going to be like this whole Ross and Rachel thing again, where they break up and they get back together and then blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. I think the reason why shows become big hits is because they're following some kind of trend and eventually that trend dies out and they have no meat to them whatsoever. So they're gone. There's no 
it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish that TV would be like the way it was when they would just invest in like nice, good written shows that that are like meaningful, like Next Generation where, or something, you know, where yeah. it's like this has long term capabilities. Right. Yeah, there too many of the shows today seem they're just one trick ponies. I mean, and obviously yeah. comedies, I think, are the worst offenders yeah, sure. with that. But a lot of the dramas are too. I mean, like, like all Parenthood. The, all the police. I haven't seen that. I've seen a couple episodes of that. It's basically just a show about nothing. It's a show about like people, but there's no like. What's the point of the show? There's no like. Mm-hmm. There's no aspect to the show whatsoever. It's yeah. just a couple families that constantly screw up and do stupid things. Yeah. Whereas you get like Modern Family, which is a show about people, but it's funny and like it's got. Like different types of well, the whole like modern family aspect where there's like different uh, alternative families and like everyone has like something unique about them, and it's all it's it's a it's just focusing more on like being funny and being ridiculous. Whereas Parenthood is more of a drama, and it's like what kind of drama is just about like I could just be at home and see this happen. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> you know, like it's yeah. like my family doesn't make stupid choices like this. Like I, right. Yeah. I don't. It's just normal. I, I don't know why people like that stuff. Yeah, it's just weird. But, but I think yeah, I think there's definitely some shows out there now that are really cool that yeah. are people getting people are getting really into. You know, here here's one that I will say is is really funny is Brooklyn Nine Nine. I've never seen it. It's it's on Fox. Oh, okay. It's a Andy Samberg oh, comedy. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, it's it it's interesting because I've watched more of the new TV shows this season than I have in maybe ever. Yeah. Just to see what's Is that the one? I think I saw a commercial where he's like in an interrogation room and he hits the wall and pounds on it and then he breaks the glass. Yeah. 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 That's the one. Like Once Upon a Time is a good example of a show that has some depth to it. Right. It might not last very long, but at least it's good. You know, right and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing with Firefly. Is Firefly had depth to it. They had a lot of different directions that they could go. Mm-hmm. That's the one great thing about shows like Firefly or Star Trek is when you have that spaceship. Or when you would you when you have any type of like Buffy and show, Sunnydale. Where you're traveling. Or like, okay, keep going. Yeah, um, You can go somewhere and do something completely different yeah. every week. Yeah. And that's how you can keep it yeah. really fresh. I think that's, it's not necessarily about travel, but it's about whatever universe you're in. Like with Buffy, right. she's not traveling anywhere, but Sunnydale is this like, you never know what Sunnydale is going to do next. Right. It's like one of those things where you could get away with anything, you yeah. know? That I mean, I think what Whedon does really, really well is sets up characters to have like undiscernible paths where you don't like I don't think when he was writing the pilot for Buffy, he knew that Willow was going to become this like super powerful witch and then turn evil. And then like, you know, I don't think he knew that was going to happen. I think he did it as he went, which was really cool for us because the whole time as we were going, we were not sure where it was going to end up, you know? Um, he's really good at 
character development and just like taking them in directions that are plausible, but not the only option, you know, I think it's cool. And Firefly is a great example of that. And that's why Serenity was really helpful because it was able to end things. And, uh, because at the end of Firefly, I mean, things could go in a million different ways and it was good to have Serenity tie it all together. We got, we got the closure. Yeah. That was needed. I'm excited to talk about Serenity yeah. next week. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I think it'll be a cool discussion. One of my friends worked on that. Really? Yeah. Doing what? Uh, he was a uh, Pro Tools operator for the scoring sessions. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I would totally want to Yeah, he that. works on all of David Newman's movies. That's awesome. Yep. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Any other Firefly things? I mean, there's so much that we could say, mm-hmm. but I think... I think we're covering it pretty well. I think we're getting the gist across. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Yeah. I mean, you should definitely watch this series. It's 14 episodes long. It's, yeah. you know... This is an easy you one. You can do it, yeah. Of, 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 the, of the TV assignments yeah. that we give on this show, this is, a, this is an easy one because yeah. it's, a, it's a short one. And one of the things that I that I've been thinking about our show is I I feel a little bit bad because the entire our entire podcast is wall to wall spoilers. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts where they do book reviews or talking about movies or TV shows or whatever in a similar way mm-hmm. to to what we do. And they always say, do not listen to this episode of our podcast until you've seen, yeah. you know, this movie. Yeah, or, or we whatever. don't have we don't have spoiler alerts. We don't do that because the you whole know thing is a spoiler. Yeah, that's we've said it before. Yeah, I don't think. I think this whole idea of spoilers is a bunch of baloney, if you ask me. This show was released in 2002. Yeah. There is no such thing as a spoiler alert anymore. It's over. The window is passed. If you haven't seen it and you're listening to something about the show, too bad. Because it's way too long. Yeah. It happened a long time ago. If we're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe we should start putting spoiler alerts on it. Because we're talking about it as it's going. And if someone hasn't caught up or whatever and they're not sure what's going on... Sure, we can put a spoiler alert on that. But right. this Buffy Star I mean Star Trek. Yeah. I'm not spoiler alerting Star Trek. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, the ship has sailed. It is gone. Yeah. This is silly. I'm not doing it. Warp factor five. I refuse, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, so we'll be back next week with a spoiler slathered edition yes. of Nerd Novice I, I when think we talk about Serenity. Serenity is gonna be extra spoilerly. Yeah. Spoilery. So let it yeah. let us state for the record that you have approximately seven days. If you don't want to be spoiled, mm-hmm. get on the Netflix get on and watch it. Yep. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Yeah. All well right, worth well, your time. Yeah. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'll see you later. Bye.